listening to Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. Produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com Hey, Brian. Hi, Jack. Well, I'd like to welcome to you to a very special uh, best of uh, edition of Questionable Material. In honor of the uh, the, the new Muppet uh, special that's coming out on Disney Plus this week called Muppet Haunted Mansion. So I believe it comes out on October 8th, which is this Friday. And it occurred to me that we do a lot of Muppet bits on this show over the last two years we've been doing this podcast. There have been several Muppet bits. That is correct. Usually coming as a surprise to me. (laughs) Yeah, pretty. Everyone except uh, when you played Cookie Monster. I believe every other Muppet bit we've ever done has been a complete surprise to you. And usually what it is, is uh, we're doing a bit. I come up with a title of a screenplay that Brian has never heard of before. And Brian has to improvise what that script is. And I think the first time we ever did it, uh, there was a Muppet uh, movie in there because I just find the Muppets to be funny and it seemed like a funny thing. So the next time we did it, I did another Muppet thing just to annoy Brian. And you can hear as we'll play the, the clips for you, Brian becoming more annoyed that he's got to continue to improvise Muppet movies to make me laugh. It just tickles me every time. What is it? Is it something that you uh, you enjoy improvising a Muppet uh, humor, Brian? It's a, it's a challenge. Well, you always do it so wonderfully and so darkly. So, uh, so now please enjoy um, a compilation of our finest Muppet material uh, in honor of the Muppets. Uh, enjoy. You enjoy. I've heard all this stuff before. Here's another movie I saw in your uh, drawer. I'm, I don't even know if you can get the rights to this, but that's I guess that's a you problem. The Last of the Muppets. The Last of the Muppets. Yeah. Yeah. What What is that about? It was actually it was going to be called uh, The Muppets Go to Ecuador. Uh huh. And um, so it starts off as very whimsical. They're in New York, of course. Yeah. And uh, and then Kermit finds out he's got a long lost Uncle Frog. Oh. Uh, Javier, <laughs> who lives in Ecuador. Javier the Frog. Javier the Frog. Uh-huh. And so he's like, hey, we should go down to Ecuador and see my uncle. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he gets the whole gang. And of course, uh, they the NPR, uh, or main, not NPR, public television, mm-hmm. uh, the public television had just lost a lot of funding. So they couldn't fly down to Ecuador business class or first class. Uh And so what they said was, uh, why don't we stow ourselves away in the wheel well? (laughs) So they get to JFK and they, they all kind of sneak into the wheel well of the plane. (laughs) It's a, it's a Boeing 777. Uh And, and then, you know, so then the flight takes off and then all the antics take place in inside the wheel well, Cause they're cramped and you know, they're, it gets a little cold and stuff. And then uh, as they're landing in Ecuador, the, the wheel opens up and uh, most of the Muppets fall to their deaths. <laughs> uh, except for Kermit, ironically, who's, you know, who's instigated this whole trip. Right. So he survives. He's clinging to the wheel for his dear life. He's screaming. He's in tears. He, Miss Piggy, you can, you know, you see her sailing in the air and he's, you know, he's like, what have I done? He has a real existential horrible time. And, and he's hanging under the wheel. It's 5,000 feet is when they put those things down usually. And, and uh, unfortunately, Ecuador has very bad air traffic controls. So he has to circle the airport in tears for three hours. Of course, we don't get the whole three hours. There's a montage of, of Kermit crying and, and weeping just as they circle the airport in Ecuador. So it's not in real time? It's not real time because okay. I knew that would be too long. Yeah, montage. You said smart screenwriting? Yeah. 
So, so anyway, they're Sorry. circling the airport. He's crying, crying, crying. And eventually they come in for a landing and he lands. And then, you know, he's not as excited to find his, his uncle uh, <laughs> because, you know, everyone he loved is dead. And it's kind of his idea. Uh, but ultimately he learns that his uncle is living in a barrio. It turns out he's not a very nice guy. So the whole trip wasn't worthwhile. You like my movie? Uh, I, you know what, Brian, yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> too many, <laughs> too many of the Muppet movies uh-huh. are just so goddamn foolish and whimsical. Yeah. They're singing the goofy songs and it's just a bunch of nonsense. Really? I wanted some outer space and pirates and it's right. just goofy. Yeah. Thank you. For, thank you for making it real. Thank you. I'm glad you liked it. I hope the, I hope when I send it to um, agents, you know, I get some positive feedback. It's, it's really good. It's really, it's, it's disturbing. Thank you. So I wrote down a list of all the, the titles of your movies. So uh-huh. if you could just sort of tell me what these movies are about. Right. I'm really excited. Will do. And the first one, yes. I mean, I don't know if you wrote it recently because it's like, oh, it feels like straight from the news and it's, it's the Muppets visit Iran. The Muppets visit Iran? Yeah, Iran. Well, I'm glad, first of all, thank you for bringing the Muppets back because it's been at least <laughs> I, a couple of weeks since we said the word Muppet. I, I didn't bring it. I didn't bring right. it. I don't know what you're talking about. You wrote the goddamn thing. Yep. The Muppets visit Iran. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, this is set in 1980. Oh, hostage time. Yep. Okay. And uh, the Muppets... Uh, have been enlisted into Delta Force, so oh. an elite group of uh, the United States military, mm-hmm. the Army, mm-hmm. highly trained. Mm-hmm. And they've been tasked with rescuing the hostages that Iran had taken. Oh, and I believe 52 hostages. Yeah. That, the, uh, that, that, that doesn't seem, that's exactly right. That doesn't seem like a Muppet type of story. It's not. Oh. But uh, we were trying to kind of, you know, we wanted a jingoistic, uh, militaristic uh, Muppets movie. Mm-hmm. So um, they are tasked with recovering the hostages. Oh, okay. And there's a problem because Miss Piggy, mm-hmm. being feministic as she is, yep. refused to wear the hijab. Uh-huh. Would not cover up. Okay. And she was supposed to be undercover. Right. Uh, and she's like, I'll do many things for my country, but I will not do this. Okay. And so she appeared on the streets, un- unveiled, uncovered, and she was a pig. <laughs> Pork is not acceptable. Right. In Islam mm-hmm. or Judaism. Yeah. Um, I think they could unite about that. Yeah. They, there are lots of things they could unite about. Mm-hmm. Apparently like, nope. So they immediately take note of her. Okay. They take note of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, who's this? There's a woman, there's an unveiled Pig, pig woman. woman. <laughs> so very like two negatives right there. Yeah. And they're very, the Mullahs are like, what is going on? Khomeini was uh, the Ayatollah yeah. and, and alive at the time mm-hmm. was like, like, Oh, what is this? Who is it? Mm-hmm. And so she gets uh, caught mm-hmm. and s- sent to Evan prison, which is their notorious. Oh, I've not heard of that. Uh, prison facility mm-hmm. where they conduct a lot of tortures and executions, a horrible place. And so she's there. And, you know, normally in a film, you would build up kind of a tension, a drama, like what's going to happen? What's going to happen to Miss Piggy? Absolutely. Like, like, you know what? But they kill her right out. (laughs) No. Yeah. No kidding. So that's what I had. They killed her right away. Like in the first 10 minutes of the movie? First 10 minutes of the film, she's dead. No. Yeah. 
she's dead and 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 they you know and they they dispose of the body. Oh. So, you know, how do they dispose of the body? Huh? How do they dispose of the body? Well, obviously they're not going to eat her. Right. Cuz she's a pig. Yep. So, uh they dug a hole. Mhm. And then they uh, hung her from a crane. <laughs> and they kind of they played a game with her body called can you get the body into the hole? So they would pick That's what they call it? Yeah. Huh. It's, a, it's an Iranian game. Okay. So they'd pick her up by the neck and then they they kind of dangle it over the hole and then they release it. Uh-huh. And she would drop and the body would hit the ground, but it wouldn't it didn't fall in the hole and mm-hmm. everybody gets a turn. Okay. So all the staff at Evan Prison there you know, would would take their turns like trying this, to drop her this body. This is the big set piece in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it's and I granted it goes a little wrong. It's like 25 30 minutes. Ooh, that seems long for one picking her up and dropping her body, <laughs> trying to get in the hole. And then finally Farouk who's one of the, one of the protagonists, uh-huh. uh, he, uh, gets it into the hole. Okay. And then there's a big dance routine and they're cheering and all the children are given sweets and candies. Like when the towers came down, uh-huh. uh, nine 11 and the, the Palestinians were running around celebrating. Mm-hmm. And this is a Muppet movie for kids, like for the family. That's a what family? I was hoping. Yeah. Okay. All right. Again, it's unsold. Okay. Yeah. All uh, right. They didn't buy it. Okay. So, all right. So what, what else happened? I mean, that's just, that seemed like in, an inciting incident. Yeah. We're only like 15 minutes into the second. Well, then the 25 minute set piece, but yeah. And then, and then, so then they're coming into the helicopters mm-hmm. under cover of night flying the low Muppets. under the radar. Yeah. The Muppet mm-hmm. Delta force team uh, led by Kermit. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of Kermit the frog, he was Kermit the major. <laughs> he's heard, he knows that Miss Piggy was, is dead. So he's, he's there for revenge. Okay. And it's personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, this time it's personal. So there, you know, here's the plan. They're going to land in the desert. They're going to refuel and then they're going to fly into the city. They're going to break into the embassy. They're going to kill, you know, all the captors and they're going to take the hostages and rescue them. Great. And so they get to the desert, they land and they're refueling. Yep. Uh, Gonzo, mm-hmm. who's kind of a reckless chap. Yeah, he is. Loves cigars. Uh huh. And he always has a routine before he goes into combat where he smokes a little cigar. Mm-hmm. So he lights up his cigar. Such a, yeah, I feel and it. And he throws the match mm-hmm. and, and ignites half the helicopters. Oh, it's no. a huge catastrophe. Oh, geez. It sounds like Muppet hijinks. Yeah. Well, it's hijinks in a way, but they all died. <laughs> and so the movie kind of ends there, but it doesn't. <laughs> okay. Because then we follow Farouk. Oh, okay. Is uh, he is he just like a, a a man or a boy, not a Muppet? Uh, he was uh, he was back. He worked back at the prison. Oh, right. And he's okay. just a, an Iranian prison guard who won the the body drop. Yeah, contest. I remember him. So, so, he's, so everyone, even Kermit, everyone's dead. Everybody's dead. All the Muppets are gone <laughs> at this point. Why did you? We're an hour him? into the film. Okay. So Farouk uh, goes on a vision quest. <laughs> Cause I'm kind of, I like to confuse films and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's so artistic. So, and he does like this Aborigine thing, even though he's Iranian, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of relying on the fact that nobody knows anything about geography it's smart. Or, or culture. Yeah. So even though he's, you know, he's doing an Australian Aborigine uh, vision quest, like a thing. Couldn't you just change it to some, like walking up the mountain to the mount or something? Didn't want to. Okay. I didn't want to. <laughs> And so he just walks out into the desert. And the funny thing is, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm wondering if people will notice, is he speaks Portuguese. He doesn't even speak Farsi or anything. It just, it seems like sloppy, right? It just seemed like a bunch of random choices. It was the first screenplay I wrote uh, with dice. Oh. That's- I would take six blank index cards. Okay. And on each card, I'd write a different plot point. Mm-hmm. 
and I'd number them all. Then mm-hmm. I'd roll the dice and then whatever popped up three, then I pick up card number three. I'm like, oh, now he's a nun. Huh. Yeah. Wow. That, that was my approach to that particular film. It seems like a, a, a haphazard way to make a film. In, in retrospect, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I, and that's pretty much what the response I got from my agent and other people. Well, like what was the number one comment you got from your agent or from uh, Hollywood bigwig or whatever? Uh, this is a very haphazard way to make a film. Oh, okay. That was yeah. uh-huh. actually, so you almost nailed it. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> when a global cabal of ruthless sex traffickers appears in the neighborhood, they soon realize they've made a fatal mistake tonight. Justice is served. Cold. <laughs> and Sesame Street will never be the same. Please. One. No. Two. Please, please stop. <laughs> Three. But first, questionable material with Jack and Brian. No, please. Or just Jack. Uh, here's an interesting movie that was, uh, I mean, apparently vastly different. I'm really excited to hear it. Um, the Muppet movie. I love Muppets. I know you do. So I was wondering, so the Muppet movie, you know, originally, as you know, sort of a, a whimsical adventure of, you know, Kermit starting off in a swamp with a dream to go to Hollywood. And right. it's all about following your dreams and winding up in, in Hollywood and meeting a bunch of friends on the way. It's sort of a road flick and everything. Very different movie originally. Yeah. The Muppet movie. The Muppet movie. Yeah. The, this one, I mean, the original version, Kermit works for the mob. <laughs> no. Yeah. And he, uh, he's an enforcer. Uh, a tough. He's a tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been tasked with whacking somebody. So he, he does the deed, mm-hmm. but then uh, he needs help because he killed Snuffleupagus, who was very heavy. And he has to get him to the desert with his friends mm-hmm. and bury the body. Uh-huh. So he's basically the, a lot of the movies, him gathering his, you know, Hey, and you know, gathering all his friends and mm-hmm. then uh, taking stuff up, I guess, rolling him up in a, in a carpet and then tossing him in the back of a pickup truck. Mm-hmm. And then of course there's zany hijinks because as they're driving, like the, the carpet starts unraveling and uh-huh. about to reveal Snuffleupagus's body yeah. to all the people on the highway. Ooh. So, you know, you have Gonzo and Miss Piggy, you know, freaking out and Oscar. And, and, and don't they just go on like a, like a killing spree of just anyone who they think might have seen something? Yeah. Well, that's what happens is they're making their way into the Vegas desert and they pull out a gas station mm-hmm. And accidentally, uh, this, they see they notice that the gas station attendant saw Snuffleupagus. Oh wow! So you know, Kermit takes him out back. And how does he? How do they do it? And yeah. like, what's the most Muppet way they can kill him? He has an ear compressor uh, attached to a piston <laughs> that he places on his forehead and shoots the piston into his head. It's very painless, but Jesus. yeah, that's really um, but it's graphic. Murderous. Yeah, it's murderous, but it's painless. Wow. And, and, and you said, um, you told me that Gonzo goes on some sort of bizarre killing spree. Like there's almost like a 10 minute interlude with like a, a, yeah, a dance, well, a song and a Gonzo does peyote, <laughs> which apparently makes him very violent. Yeah. And so he, he mows down this family with his car and then, you know, everybody, everybody's losing it. And then Kermit wants to kill Gonzo. Like he thinks Gonzo needs to go. Like he's, he's just. Creating yeah, more problems and not solving enough. Yeah, but Miss Piggy talks him out of it. Mm-hmm. And he only listens to Miss Piggy. 
And what, and they, uh, what's, what's the intimacy level between Kermit and Piggy? Oh, Max. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I mean, Max, I, I, I don't know what that means. I mean, Max can mean so much. I mean, uh, you know, it's a pig and a frog, but right. what, how bad could it be? I mean, they're kind of, you know, they, they're getting very intimate and then Lisa Bonet enters. <laughs> and then the three of them are just a tremendous love scene. Tremendous love scene. Did tremendous love scene. Yeah. Huh. Kermit, Peggy, and Lisa Bonet. I mean, when Lisa Bonet shows up in your movie, you know. Things are going down. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, what's the dynamic of that love scene? Uh, Lisa Bonet is his ex. Okay. So he had a relationship with her, but then he went to Miss Piggy, but she's not going to mess with Kermit. She's terrified of Kermit. Yep. So, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. That's it's an amazing scene. That sounds really amazing. And, and you said it's um, a, a really zany ending to the movie. How, how does it all end? Well, they, you know, they get out to the desert. Uh, they, you know, they find, they dig, they have to dig a hole for mm-hmm. you know, an elephant. <laughs> so, you know, super time consuming. Uh-huh. Uh, Always good in movies. Huh? Like a time, time consuming digging scene yeah. is usually good film. But then Gonzo and Gonzo's again, he's on PCP now. <laughs> so he's down there and he's digging like a maniac. Like <laughs> digging, 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 digging. Uh-huh. Hits oil. What? Yeah. Oil shoots up in the air and they just look around. They're like, we're millionaires. And they just jump up and down. Exactly. The classic Muppet happy ending. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. awesome! Well, I'm yeah. That's the first movie I'm going to say was um uh, was better in the original version. I agree, but that's a mistake. Yeah. Huge mistake. Wow, Lisa Bonet, you said yes. Man, that is something else. Yeah. Finally, wanted to ask you. I, I don't know what your your obsession is, man. Like, give it a rest. They're not even that popular anymore. Oh my god! But I mean, you just tell me about your screenplay: Alien versus Predator versus the Muppets. <laughs> Uh, yep. I did that one. I wrote yeah, it. You wrote that. This is you. Alien versus Predator versus the Muppets. Shortly after I'd come down with COVID, I had a fever <laughs> and I thought maybe I should write another Muppets movie. Um, Alien versus Predator versus Muppets. So mm-hmm. the movie is, it's uh, basically, it's about a, a space traveling hunter. It's this mm. creature that flies from planets to planet. Uh, hunting and, and trophy gathering. It's an okay. advanced life form. Uh, and then uh, the predator uh, play, uh, Michael Jackson and then <laughs> the Muppets. And so you have this, this alien comes to earth and there's a new show on Broadway with Michael Jackson and the Muppets. And he, um, the alien finds himself, you know, sitting in the rafters of this theater and jumps on the stage and rips out Michael Jackson's spine. <laughs> and Jackson goes, hee hee, as his spine's being pulled out of his back. And of course, the Muppets react in horror. And they all scatter. Of course they do. And then the rest of the movie is the Muppets trying to get revenge on the alien for killing Michael Jackson. Their hero. Wow. Their mentor. Their sleepover friend. <laughs> And, and, and how, how does that go? How do the Muppets try to get revenge? How do they succeed or fail? Well, the alien has advanced technology. Mm-hmm. So he can detect the heat patterns of the hands that are up the Muppets. Uh-huh. And so 
you know, you can see, you'll see like a, a cold, dead green velvet thing, but there's a hot, warm hand in it. <laughs> and so the alien targets that. Ooh. So most of the people lose their arms in the movie. <laughs> and then, most of the puppeteers. Yeah. They lose their arms and then you just see these uh, empty puppets lying on the ground. And they're, you know, they can't do anything anymore. There's no arm inside them. No, they're no threat to the alien at this point. So the alien uh -huh. goes back to his planet. Wow. And that, then what happens? To, are there any Muppet survivors? Any uh, last minute hijinks? No. <laughs> like all the Muppets are just lying there and the camera slowly pulls away. And you just see these Muppets and these severed arms and. And just hear, do, 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 do. and then they, it just goes off into space. Now, is that you knowing that you got to stop writing Muppet movies? So you try to kill them all off. I, yeah, it's, I, it's like, it's what I really, I want to see happen in the franchise more than anything. I am pleased to welcome the one and only cookie monster. Cookie. What? Cocaine. I thought, wait a minute. I thought this was Cookie Monster. You're, are you? No, me no Cookie Monster. Me Cookie Monster. I sold the extra all for Coke. Cocaine, 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 cocaine. So what, wait a minute. So you're, you're the newest Muppet on Sesame Street then? Mm, me is. What, what is it you what is it you teach children? Me is teach kids about cocaine. I don't, I don't think that's something they need to know. Oh, me does. Hold cocaine bag. Girls go, mm, cocaine. What do you want me to do? Cokey monster. So, so girls will do anything. So you want to teach kids that girls will do anything to get a, a hit of cocaine? Cocaine is power. Hold the cocaine. Me say, you do what Cokey Monster wants. What does the Cokey Monster want? Whatever Cokey Monster feel like. Cokey, cocaine, cocaine, cocaine. Oh, cocaine. Okay, this I, I'm going to sort of have to pivot on some of the cute questions I had written for Cookie Monster about me no cookie. No, I know monster. you've covered that. I know you've got a lot of energy. I need you to to bring it down a little bit. Me could talk all night. Yeah, I know you can. Uh, well, let me ask you this. Okay, so I know you want to teach kids about cocaine for some reason, but what other important lessons do you think that you can teach children? One, two, three gram. Three grand, $270? Cookie go crazy. Oh, so you're teaching kids the ways to save money. Maybe it's like, it's a fairly advanced, but I think Sesame Street might cover that sort of thing. Cocaine is white. White start with the letter W. Oh, yeah. W-H-I-T-E, cocaine. <laughs> okay. You might I'd tweak the end of that because you spelled white. Like cocaine. Cocaine white like powder. Don't let them cut it with rat poison. Jesus. Mr. Hooper cut with flour. God rest his soul. God rest Mr. Hooper's soul. What happened to Mr. Hooper? Mr. Hooper died. How did he die? Cokie, what's wrong? Did you Mr. Hooper moved suddenly? Oh no. Mr. Hooper scared Cookie Monster. <laughs> if he, why were you robbing your own dealer? Cookie Monster have problem. We, we know that, Koki. We knew that was the second you started talking. 
Kogi, sorry. Okay. Me count the number of times me sorry. <laughs> okay, count. One. <laughs> Why Mr. Hooper moves so suddenly? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was teaching the kids a lesson. Two. Cocaine. No, that's not a number, Koki. <laughs> so, what... <laughs> Koki, maybe this would be a neat way for you to teach kids to count. What's the number of years that are the statute of limitations for murder? There is no statute of limitations for murder, me find out. Oh, no. Me going on the run. <laughs> Why did you come on a podcast and admit this? Me not very smart. <laughs> me very bad at grammar. Clearly obvious. Do you have a, do you have a song that you're... That you uh, sort of signifies what you're all about. Me too. Oh my gosh! Can I hear it? Mm. <coughs> you, you're coughing up blood. Me need tissue. Here, just spit it in this. Okay. <coughs> Me ready now. <laughs> what these letters start with C O A I N A. Cocaine, 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 C-O-C-A-I-N-E, cocaine, 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 C-O-C-A-I-N-E, cocaine, 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 cook me. That's a, that's a, your song is chilling. I don't think that's, any child's going to enjoy that. Me take break from cocaine. Yes. Way to be, Cokey. Me do anything for dime bag. Come on, Jack. No, I don't need anything done. I need you. I here for a dime bag. You can leave. Thank you for being on the show, but you need you need to leave. Me, thank you. Okay, me, thank you as well. Thanks for being here. Me, thank you. Okay, you said that, Koki Monster, everybody. Uh, the last movie, yeah, uh, here on the list of movies that you wrote uh, that I would just love to hear about. Um, it's called The Muppets Take Chernobyl. Yep. <clears throat> what? What is your thing? <laughs> the Muppets take Chernobyl. Why? I mean, Disney doesn't even want that property. They're stuck with it. Why? Why do you keep doing this? I can't get enough of the Muppets. <laughs> well, why? I get the Muppets take Manhattan, but why do they take Chernobyl? What's that wacky story about? Well, I'll tell you. Please do. So obviously Chernobyl gets a bad rap. <laughs> obviously. Because it's it's been abandoned since the 80s. Yep. And so what happens is the United States with its legacy of of racism and slavery and hatred uh -huh. and oppression uh, -huh. uh becomes an intolerable place for the muppets to live. <laughs> God, you know, they, uh, okay. It feels heavy-handed to me for the opening of a Muppet movie. Yeah, no, they're the other, and it and it it starts with just white people shunning the Muppets. You know, you stink, you suck, you you're lousy, and yeah, just not. You know, they 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 feel like the other that they don't belong. That this is not their country, and so what can they do? Well, Gonzo, who's a huge history buff. <laughs> says, listen, you know, there's a place, it's over near Russia, kind of in Europe, and there's an infrastructure there. It's got buildings, and they haven't been used in a long time. And it's a place that we could call home, free, uh -huh. and, 
far from the the evil Americans and their hatred and their legacy of intolerance and all the other negatives. Uh, sure. And we need to go there and we're going to claim it for ourselves. We're going to call it Muppetopia. <laughs> and so. Okay. Muppetopia. So he all goes right. around and he rallies everybody. He gets, he gets Kermit behind. He gets Miss Piggy. He gets Grover. The Oscar, of course, takes a little bit of work, but he finally convinces Oscar and they all decide, yeah, that's it. We're going to Chernobyl and we're claiming it for ourselves. That's so cool. That's so inspiring. Yeah. And so they they head over to Ukraine and they come into Chernobyl. There's not much resistance. There's only a handful of old people living there and their their minds are so addled by the radiation that they don't even know it's gone. It doesn't even bother them that there are, you know, puppet people <laughs> living amongst them. It doesn't phase them. They're used to it. They've seen uh, they've seen radishes that are four feet tall. They've seen, <laughs> you know, rabbits with 23 legs. Yeah. The corn glows. Right. You know, so the Muppets are kind of normal here. Muppets are normal to these people. God, and they man. welcome them. They say, come on. Yes. Live here with us. It's been kind of quiet. Don't know what happened. Just come live <laughs> with us. You know, of course they, they start, they reclaim some of the houses there and there's a whole montage of them sweeping and cleaning and painting and, and, you know, these houses that have been abandoned for decades. Yeah. But they, you know, they're, they're fixing them up and they're, they're turning the place into Muppetopia. Um, and the only problem is that, you know, a lot of the roofs are leaky after all these years, obviously. Right. Of course. So they need steel roofs and Gonzo has the idea. He's like, we can get steel roofs to protect us from the elements. And he goes, well, where can we find that much steel? And as he's thinking that, he looks over to where the reactor was. And he sees they've built this giant steel structure over it. So he says, well, if we dismantle that, we could have all the roof we'd ever need. So then there's a whole scene of them, the Muppets climbing all over the, the steel structure that's covered the Chernobyl plant and the, tearing it up with, with uh, rotary grinders. <laughs> and uh, and they rip the whole thing apart, and then you know you see the funny scenes of the Muppets, you know, dragging these big pieces of metal that they're going to put on their roofs, and they make their roofs, right? Yep, Muppetopia is open for business. They even they hang a sign, Muppetopia, open for business. Well, mm -hmm. obviously, um, by removing the steel coverings. And then for some reason, demolishing a lot of the concrete that had been poured on top of the reactor. Uh, they've released a lot of radioactive uh, yeah, gas. That's what I was afraid of. That's yeah. what I was afraid of. So, you know, it's not a problem at first until 30 foot Kermit. <laughs> oh, God. So you see Miss Piggy just sitting there and she's sitting in her house underneath her steel roof. <laughs> And she's making some dinner. And then you just hear this boom, 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 boom. And she's like, what is that? And, and oh, what's that? And she goes outside. Right. Oh, yeah. 30 wait, foot wait, is Kermit. Frank Oz are you recording with us today? Yeah. That was good. Yeah. I, I, uh, I just played back a section from the, from the uh, table read. Uh, and, <laughs> okay, so, and so <laughs> she looks up and there's this 30 foot Kermit. Because mm -hmm. of the radiation. And, you know, he's like, hi, ho, what's going on here? And then you see his, <laughs> the tears flooding his eyes. 
and he's terrified. <laughs> he doesn't, he's, I'm a monster. <laughs> I'm a monster. And, <laughs> and so, you know, everybody sees this 30 foot tall Kermit who was you know, ravaged by third degree burns skin, you know, is no longer green. It's kind of like a purplish brown color and looks like leather. And it, it's falling off, like pieces of it fall off. Right. Uh, and he's just, he's like suffering and he's in pain and he's scared and he's worried. <laughs> uh, and so what do the other Muppets do? Well, they unite to drive him out of Muppetopia. You don't belong <laughs> here. Get out. And so you see this whole thing with signs. They're going around the neighborhood. You know, get him out. No, no, no mutant Kermits wanted. Oh, yeah. ugly. You know, Snuffleupagus is enlisted to, to, you know, maybe, you know, tie ropes to him and just yank him out. Um, and so, you know, what I was trying to do is show how, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. People are just assholes. <laughs> that was your takeaway from your mom and movie? <laughs> yeah. That's, Yeah. <laughs> Normally, just so you know, yeah. normally Muppet movies are about like chasing your dreams, uh, dreaming big, um, gosh, uh, 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 friendship, the power of, um, of friendship and being positive. Huh. Those are some classic Muppet themes. Really? Yeah. You should probably watch a Muppet movie. I have not you... seen one in so long. I know you haven't. It, it continues to show more and more in your Muppet work. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just that's something to look for. Um, last question about that movie. In what, what changes about the other Muppets as, you know, I assume some other wacky things happened to them with all that radiation in the air, the ground, the soil, the, the water. Um, I mean, well, you know, a lot of them, they have, uh, they're enlarged thyroids and, uh, and Miss Piggy develops a limp. But I think, you know, one of the weirdest <laughs> ones is uh, Grover. Yeah. Uh, he goes over to Oscar. And he's like, Oscar, Oscar, open up, open up, open up. And there's no response. And <laughs> he pulls up the lid uh, and it's uh. just this putrefying liquid. <laughs> it's like a radioactive jello. And so what happened was the radiation was really amplified by the steel of the trash can. And I mean, and just liquefied the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And Grover's just like, <laughs> he drops the lid and you just see him turn and he just walks into the woods. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I'm just so sad that I always knew Oscar would go that way. And oh, God. <sighs> Put on the show, Daddy. One sec. The following episode of The Muppets contains demeaning portrayals of Swedish chefs. Hold on. The following episode of The Muppets contains insensitive stereotypes of pigs and may be considered fat phobic. One, one second. The following episode of The Muppets contains scenes of cookies being wasted, which may be considered insensitive to people who live in food deserts. The following episode of The Muppets contains mathematical concepts developed by Western European males and excludes ways of mathematical understanding derived from the lived experience of indigenous gender identity, hate speech, 
Holocaust, capitalism, Belgians, heteronormative, colonialism, gonzo erotic asphyxiation. You know what? Let's just watch Porky's. Not again. But tell me about the movie that you wrote called The Muppets Ghetto Invasion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that one. Yeah, The Muppets Ghetto Invasion. Why do you always write these Muppet movies? They're not making them anymore, bro. Uh, you know, I just, I keep, I'm hopeful. I, I'm obviously, you know, I'm obsessed with Muppets because you keep mentioning these Muppet titles all the time. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the Muppets ghetto invasion, it's, it's set in, in uh, in Warsaw during World War II. And, and basically, um, I've made all the Muppets Jewish and they're in the a Warsaw ghetto. Okay. And, um, and then Kermit, who's leader of, of the resistance realizes, mm-hmm. you know, if they don't do something, um, they're doomed. Yeah. And so he, he stands up, he gives a big speech saying, you know, that, you know, we're all doomed and, um, you know, if and we might as well fight back and show these Nazis, uh, what we've got. So the, you know, Kermit comes up with an idea to fight back against the Nazis. Awesome. Uh, which is that they're going to uh, grow banana trees and then take the bananas and just and take them off and use the banana peels kind of as a weapon, throw them underneath the feet of the Nazis and the Nazis will slip. And there's all sorts of crazy chaos. You know, Brian, I love that you're really capturing the spirit of the Muppets yeah. now. That's such a Muppet plan. It's a zany plan. So of course they go through hell and high water to obtain banana plant seeds. <laughs> I could imagine. Um, and then, you know, and then they, they get soil and they plant the banana trees and they wait, but unfortunately time is not on their side (laughs) and the Warsaw climate is terrible for bananas. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) yeah, that's right. As they hear the Germans outside the, the Warsaw ghetto assembling, they realize the banana tree, which is only like at this point, still just a little sprig sticking out of the ground is not going to save them. Mm Mm-hmm. So then they just charge at the Germans. <laughs> it's a last ditch effort. Oh my God. What a, what a climactic, exciting, heroic ending. What, what happens? Well, I mean, it, there's, you know, in most cases they're immediately gunned down where they stand, but <laughs> cookie monster manages to get in and actually bite the throat out of, uh, of one of the Nazi commandants. <laughs> oh, uh, nice. Yeah. And so you see him screaming and running with blood pouring out of his thing and, uh, and then he's, you know, Cookie Monster dies in a hail of gunfire, but he's got the glory. Wow. And, and, and so what, like, but, and how does it end? I mean, like, so, okay, we've, we've lost a lot of them. I mean, does, does Kermit do anything? Does, like, what's the final shot of the movie? Well, the image it, that we're left with. Well, Kermit actually escapes. Yes. Yes. So Kermit makes it, he survives and he lives to, he goes on tour to tell the story of living through that, mm-hmm. uh, through the, the Warsaw ghetto and the Nazi occupation. And, um, and then he, he's a survivor. And then you see the sunrise <coughs> and the camera pans over. <laughs> and Kermit's there <laughs> staring at the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And then the transporter takes him away. So you don't know if he's alive or dead. <laughs> Yeah. I know I know what a fan you are of the Muppets. Yep. <laughs> so, 
I'm a fan of the Muppet. You got that right. I mean, you're always talking about them, always trying to pitch your movie ideas for them. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, the alternate ending for the Muppets take Manhattan. Yes. Obviously, as you know, in that movie, um, they sort of finally, you know, make it to Broadway. They get their big shot, uh, you know, with their their big play, which culminates in Piggy and Kermit getting married yep. in front of all of the other Muppets uh, from Sesame Street. Muppets were there and um, and and the, the Muppets from the Muppets were there. This incredible wedding of where they sort of have finally come together. But you say it's, it was a really, really different in the um, in the original draft that they that they wound up shooting. Um, yeah. So yeah, they, they get married, they tie the knot and you know, mm-hmm. they didn't have any kind of honeymoon plans. And then Gonzo <laughs> says, look, and I, listen, I came into a lot of money. Breakfast is on me. <laughs> and the Kermit figure like, well, where, where are these? He's like windows on the world. And it's at the top of the world trade center oh. and they get into the elevator and you see the excitement on their faces as they're shooting up. <laughs> and they're shooting up in the elevator and you see them like excited because the elevator is going so fast and it opens up on windows in the world which is at the top floor of the World Trade Center and they step out and Gonzo goes to the Mater D and says breakfast is on me for all of these Muppets and all the Muppets dash into the room and they, you know, of course the, you know, the hijinks and the chaos and there's a big, fantastic buffet and they all start digging in <laughs> And then the building shakes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. But we do. <laughs> and then it just, it just fades to black. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's a different ending. It's, uh, and then it just and then it just sit, fades to black, mm-hmm. and then on the screen it just says "See you in a bada bad, Dick." <laughs> so, Brian, uh, last one. Yeah, I, I found this. You know, this this ironically, it's it's the last one I'm bringing up, but it was top at your top of your pile. So mm-hmm. clearly, it's must have been the one either you you finished most recently or the one that you are sort of most passionate about. Yeah. You know, again, I don't know what your deal is, but it's called the Great Muppet Purge. Yep. I like, I mean, you've written so many Muppet movies, man. Like you, it's a thing. What, what, what is going to make this one different? Well, I mean, this is set in uh, the Soviet Union in 1937. <laughs> and uh, all the, all the Muppets work for the Communist Party in varying degrees. Uh, they're <laughs> all in proximity to Stalin. Mm-hmm. And especially Kermit. Yeah. The leader uh, of the Muppets would yeah. be. Sure. And uh, at some point they, they fall into disfavor with, oh, no. with Stalin, which of course is always a, a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, at first it starts with periphery Muppets getting uh, sent off to Yakutsk or uh, gulags elsewhere and mm-hmm. uh, being worked to death in labor camps. Some of them in, in mines, uh, you know, freezing cold, not, not enough to wear on there, not even wearing decent shoes and these wet mines and of course dying of pneumonia and, and uh, just exhaustion or, or frostbite or other things that, that killed them slowly uh, or starvation. Um, so like, but that'd be like a scooter and a Dr. Bunsen honeydew type. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, if, and then, you know, Miss Piggy, she's in the Ukraine and 
she's starving along with her family and uh, the guards in the tower watching her every move and she's out working the fields, but she's emaciated. And when she tries to steal even a tiny piece of grain, they take shots at her. So she knows uh, she's a dead woman if she, if she dares to eat and she slowly <laughs> withers away uh, and dies. And of course, you know, Bert and Ernie, uh, of course, are uh, deviants. And so, you know, they are uh, shipped off. Uh, they're part of the Gulag Archipelago. And um, <laughs> and they are, both of them are placed on a, an island in the middle of, uh, in the middle of a big river uh, with uh, all, several other people, but not enough uh, flour. And so the flour is all they have to eat. There's been no logistical planning. They were literally just left there to die and they slowly uh, descend into madness and kill one another. And ultimately it ends with Bert smashing Ernie in the head with a rock before starving to death himself. So he killed Ernie not to eat him, but as an act of love? Well, he found, you know, once he was dead, he couldn't bring himself to eat him. It just wasn't. And there was very, you know, very little flesh left on his Muppet buttocks. And so... <laughs> He just wanders off uh, on this terrible island with just surrounded by death and destruction. Uh, mm -hmm. Ultimately, Kermit's left. <laughs> and, you know, he's alongside Stalin and you know, doing his best to, to stay alive. But mm -hmm. at some point he falls into disfavor with Lavrenti Beria, who uh, is head of the NKVD and then uh, <laughs> you know, puts Kermit's name on a list of um, people who... Uh, need to be executed. Stalin signs off on it. Right. And, um, and he's escorted into a room underground. The Germans did all their killing out in the open, but the, mm -hmm. the Soviets did theirs underground. So he's led into a room and he's, he's given a quick, ridiculous trial and he knows what's coming and they gather him by either arm and walk him down a hallway. And then <laughs> through a door into a silent padded room, they push him down onto his knees and, a gentleman from behind who is wearing a leather apron uh, puts a gun uh, to the nape of his neck and pulls the trigger, which normally kills you instantly. But in this case, it doesn't for some reason. And Kermit is aware that he's slowly dying. And so the, the reigning 15 minutes of the movie is nothing but groaning and sadness. And who do you have play Stalin? David Spade. <laughs> That was Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. Subscribe on any podcast platform. Watch our clips on YouTube. Visit us at qmpodcast.com. 